You're listening to Force Friends Rewatch, a Star Wars TV show podcast. From Rebels to Resistance and The Mandalorian to Ewoks, we've got you covered. Here's your warning, there will be spoilers. And there will be swearing, because our host just gets so gonk darn excited to talk about these good, good shows. Welcome to Forest Friends Rewatch. I'm your host, Andy. And I'm Ryan. Force Friends Rewatch, we rewatch Star Wars television shows and we talk about them. We're currently covering Star Wars Rebels Season 1, episode like 9 or 10 or something, uh, Vision of Hope. <laughs> Vision of Hope. It's the one after the Lando one. Yeah. What a cheesy title. It is a bad title. It is a bad title. It's it's not the greatest episode, but we'll get to that. I think it's a great episode. It's good, but it's 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 I have one issue with it. That right. we'll get to. Before we get into any of that though, we've got a bit. Yes. Shoot, I forgot to come up with a bit. So I, I have a bit, a bit for us. Yes. Yes. Excellent. If you could pick four Star Wars characters to be in social isolation with, who would you pick and where would you go? Interesting. I, uh, I I don't have names for three of them, but I am an introvert and I don't like a lot of people. So I would pick, we would go to the desert, okay? Uh-huh. The Tatooine Desert. And I would take Anakin Skywalker and a Tuscan man and a Tuscan woman and a Tuscan child. This is fucking dark. He would eliminate three of the four, and then he would he would not want to be there. So he would break isolation, and he would get out of there, because he doesn't like sand, and he killed the men and the women and the children, too. And then I would be alone. That's um, who I would do it with. I feel like How about you, you? I feel like you're an accessory to... <laughs> to like war crimes there an accessory to war crimes you know what i'll take it if i'm alone i'll take it see i'm the opposite where i am an extrovert and i want to party hard <sighs> so that's I, fair i would pick dr afra okay i would pick sinjureth velas uh is it nath from alphabet squadron the y-wing pilot he's like a yeah, hard drinker that's an interesting one I'd pick nath and then um, Juku's first Padawan, who should have been written as a queer, but is for some reason straight. Uh, what's his name? You know who I'm talking about, uh, right? From yeah, Master Apprentice? Yeah, Avaros. Uh, and we would just have, like, a good time, is how I'm going to say that. Yeah. The four That's of us would just, like, mix. would just party hard. That's um, a hell of a mix. And where would we go? Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick like a like Cloud City or like the Lady Luck from Legends. Like, oh, the Lady Luck. That's it. Yeah. yeah. And, and like we're all gonna social isolate together, but there's gonna be you know us four and like maybe Lando's there, and uh, <laughs> we're just gonna we're just gonna have a damn good time. I love it. 
Yeah. So that's my answer. And we're just going to party. We're going to drink. And you, maybe, yours is more fun than mine. Maybe we'll do some spice. Like, who knows what's going to happen? Like, whatever does happen, happens. And it's well, just going to be great. The problem with mine, I guess, is that I'm then just alone in the desert. Yeah, yours is a bummer. Can I change mine to the yeah. Temple Island and Four Porgs? There you go. That's see, And, like, Pesto can be with you. Yeah, it would be Pesto and, let's see, who's sitting next to me on the couch right now? Uh, Pesto and his cousin Tabasco and his cousin uh, Molasses and his cousin Spice. There we go. There's a theme in our Porg names, if you don't know. They're all condiments. Mine are pierogi, ravioli, and dumpling. So I'm right there with it. you. I got I got I love themes it. for my Porg names. And, and sauces go with all of those, really. Yeah. So that's perfect. <laughs> Pierogi is a is a good porg name because it shows off your Pennsylvania heritage. Absolutely. <laughs> so, vision of hope. Vision of hope. Uh, let's do the recap. Um, it starts off with Ezra training. It does. And he's getting better, like gradual improvement. He's not all the way there yet, though. He's uh, like great at blocking, but not great at redirecting blaster fire. And he's trying to work on it. And he has a vision of this senator who he is a fan of. He's going to get captured and they need to rescue him. So they go to rescue him and it's revealed that it's all been a trap by Agent Callus. And they're trying to escape with this guy. And Hera is kind of throughout the episode, like shooting him some looks and like rolling her eyes a bit. And she hands him a blaster to have him cover them while they escape. He betrays them. Hera's like, you fool. Like, I knew you were faking. And, like, you would have known the way to the blaster if you were a real rebel. And she, like, cold clocks him. And then they get away. And Ezra learns a valuable lesson. That he does, as he tends to. Yeah, and the valuable lesson is that Space Mom is a boss bitch. And don't fuck with her. (laughs) I'm a big Harrison Dula fan. But yeah, that's a, that's the episode. It's, you know, again, like I hate to use the word filler because stuff will come back. But it's uh, it's kind of a, a, a light one. You know, it's not as heavy as some of the other ones in season one. Yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty straightforward. And it's, I mean, the twist, I actually was a little surprised by the twist. Like I thought it could have gone either way. But... What bothered me was that it right like right off the bat in this episode, Ezra is a big fan of Gal Travis. And we've seen Gal Travis before, and we've seen Ezra watching Gal Travis before, but it's never been mentioned how much he idolizes him. And for the whole plot and his whole development to hinge on the fact that he idolizes this guy who we've seen him watch on, I think, two occasions before with just kind of like a blank face. It was jarring. It was jarring that suddenly Ezra's a big fan of this guy, and they all know he's a big fan of this guy. But somehow that's never come up on the other occasions. Yeah, I think it's the only thing that like doesn't work uh, is that the the betrayal would have meant so much more if the audience had been anywhere close to as invested in this politician as Ezra had been, um, and like he's kind of been in the background of some stuff and like Ezra's been listening to him before, but 
they never really pointed out that he was a big deal. If we had been led to believe that he was really part of the rebellion or um, that like if he had inspired the audience at some point along with Ezra, then this betrayal would have really meant something. Yeah. But as it stands, um, it kind of comes out of nowhere and he's defeated and then uh, the betrayal doesn't hit as hard. But we're, we're into negatives here, and I feel like we should have started with positives. That's true. I mean, I guess, I mean, what, what you said was the positive. Like, it's a pretty light episode. It's, uh, Ezra learns, it's an important moment for his growth, definitely, because I think he learns a little bit about critical thinking. Um, I really love how um, competent Zeb is in this episode. Yeah. Where Zeb is before, like, he's kind of silly. Like, he has these serious moments, for sure. Uh, you know, thinking of the the one-on-one fight he has with Callus is is really dramatic. But uh, yeah. he's kind of mostly been played for comic relief, and he doesn't really shine in this episode, but he's incredibly competent. Like, he uses some grenades, he uses his bow rifle, um... He, he, he's just kind of a badass. Uh, Hera is super competent in this episode, and she's always been, but this is the first one where she's, like, on the ground in the mix. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. And she's, I mean, she's right there when it goes down between Ezra and Travis. Like, she's the one, and she figured it out before Ezra. Well, obviously she would. Yeah. But like, she I love that little switch with the power cell. Yeah, she takes a trap that is intended for them, and she reverses it and traps Travis in a lie. And She's genius. I love the Blurg. Her her pistol is uh, yes. pretty iconic to me. Um, it's one of my favorite blasters in Star Wars. I was just saying while I was watching it, I think I want to make one just because it's cool. I don't I don't have any use for it, but I think it's cool. Make it and display it. Yeah. Yeah. So cool. Um, what else? Uh, I like that the school character came back at the start of this one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ezra's little buddy. Oh, yeah. I forgot that he came back in this one until I rewatched it. I don't know his name. I'm totally blanking on it. I'm a bad podcast host. Zare, right? Zare Leonis? Yeah, yeah, there it is. I couldn't remember if that was him or if he was Jai Kel. Jai Kel is the other school buddy. Yeah, that was cool. That was that's that's something that Rebels does really well, which ironically I complain every time they miss, like with uh, not establishing Travis as hero sooner. But Rebels is really good about like like Jai Kel or like yeah, there we go. Uh, like Zerleonis, like establishing somebody early on that later will have a bigger payoff. Yeah, and I definitely feel like. Um that's sort of the reason why we so often say that Rebels doesn't have filler episodes. Yeah. Because an episode will feel inconsequential. It'll just feel like, oh, like that was a fun romp, but it didn't really touch on anything big. And then six episodes later, Callus is referring to Ezra as Padawan Jabba. And if you had <laughs> skipped what you thought was a filler episode... Then you'd be like, what? I love that. Yes. It's super great. Like, if you had skipped the school episode, which, for all intents and purposes, is kind of a fillery episode, when Ezra talks to this character, 
you'd be like, wait, who is Zara Leone? Yes. What? Like, do they know it? And like, yeah, well, you missed one. Yeah, and it, it's weird for an animated show. I mean, even for Star Wars, like with Clone Wars, a lot of people are getting into Clone Wars and they're asking, you know, where do I start? And I, I kind of like, I, it doesn't really matter. Whereas with Rebels, you have to start at the beginning and you can't skip. I do disagree with the people who say, like, oh, skip the first two seasons of Clone Wars. Like, I, I could not oh, yeah, disagree you, more. But there No, you can't skip those. There are arcs you can bounce between and stuff. Like, you definitely don't have to watch Clone Wars in order. No. And if you only, like, if you only care about Mandos, there's, like, 15 episodes you could go watch. And they'll more or less make sense on their own. Yeah. But ironically, this episode doesn't really have a lot that comes into play later. I was kind of thinking about that. Like, it teaches Ezra a lot, but there's nothing introduced that has a later payoff. I think we do see them complain about Travis's betrayal in later in season one. But other than that, I, I wouldn't say skip this, but... I think some of the stuff it establishes is that I feel like it's referencing Sabine complaining about not knowing about the rest of the Alliance because Ezra immediately tells Senator Travis like everything he knows. And thankfully, thankfully he knows nothing because Hera (laughs) has, you know, been a good rebel cell leader and kept her people on a need to know basis. And like, that's very true. So I feel like it's kind of playing into that. And then it's really establishing like Kanan and Ezra's abilities a little bit. Like Kanan struggles with the fan. Yeah, for sure. Um, And Ezra is like progressing in his training, but still struggling and seeing seeing those moments of him like chipping away at it and improving, I think, is important for you know, he's going to progress. Yeah, I... It, it establishes things like that that are more... They're important, but they're not as tangible as, like, introducing a character sure. or a setting. But yeah, no, it's definitely an important part of their growth. It's, at the same time, sort of a transitionary episode, would you say? Where, like, they are... Does it tell us more about Ezra's parents? We, like... <sighs> they, like, learn that he's... Like, a, they were, like, journalists or some shit, right? Yeah. yeah. The Bridger transmissions come up. That's true. And then we also learn that, uh, well, Hera says they're not gone. And that was a real tell the boy about his parents moment. And he was but then still not there. quickly saves. And she's like, because they live on through the spirit of whatever, whatever, whatever. Hera, tell him. If you know, tell him. <sighs> it's going to be such a great payoff when we get to that episode where he does find out. I know. Yeah, no, it, it definitely... I, I shouldn't imply that it's a filler episode because Rebels doesn't have that, but it's... It's kind of like a culmination, like the Travis thing that's introduced earlier pays off here and then kind of doesn't matter again. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Although the Travis thing isn't introduced properly earlier. that I'm really bitter about that. I didn't know how bitter I was about that until I started talking about it. Yeah, it... It seems kind of like they dropped the ball a little bit, and I feel like he was supposed to play into earlier episodes, and it got like stuff got cut or moved around. That's very possible. It feels kind of out of character for Rebels. Um, yeah, 
And he's Brent Spiner. He's Data from Star Trek, man. Like, Oh, shit. He, he is, yeah. Speaking of Star Trek, I just watched Picard. Really good. Yeah. Really good stuff. I haven't seen yeah. that yet. That's good. That's good to hear. There were a couple of things I did not love about it, but overall, really fun romp, really emotional seeing like a bunch of people reprise their roles. It was real good. That's exciting. He's in that too, right, Spiner? He is, yeah. He, uh, the, 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 the main spoiler thing, free thing I can say, because I don't want to spoil Picard. Of course. Um, even though we'll spoil Rebels. This is Rebels. not Starfleet Friends Rewatch, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, is, uh, he's in a lot of like kind of PTSD-fueled visions that Picard is having. Oh, interesting. Which, oh, like, wow. yeah, is is very intense. He's having kind of these dreams about Data and his, his friendship with Data. And uh, both both actors are, like, at the top of their game. That's awesome. Yeah. This is Force Friends Rewatch, the podcast where we only talk about Star Wars television shows. Only Star Wars, the TV shows. <laughs> But yeah, this episode, it's it's pretty straightforward. There's not a lot to uh, deep dive. It was cool to see uh, the old Republic Senate building. It just abandoned and sitting there. I would think that the Empire would have destroyed it, but it probably functions well for traps like this. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Callus was great. Like Callus is always great. He gets defeated, but he was very competent. Like, it was through no fault of his own that things went sideways, I feel like. Um, You're giving everybody a performance review in this episode. They're competent. They're competent. Well, I don't... Like, I don't like when the Rebels just win because the Empire sucks. Yeah, I hate that. No, Callus was... Callus is... Like, they got away, but he still feels like a threat. And as far as, like... Zeb is concerned, like, so often he's played for laughs that he doesn't, like, you sometimes forget that he was this phenomenal, like, honor guard warrior when he's just, like, kind of doing, like, poopy fart jokes and stuff. So, like, I like when Zeb, like, really kicks ass. Yeah. Any Anything else we want to say about this episode? Um, not a lot. I feel like this is kind of a light episode on our ends, but I don't. There's not much to say about this one. Like, of season one, I don't think this is my least favorite, but it's definitely on the lower end of the scale in terms of, like, memorability, I guess. Like, this one and the next one, spoilers for our next podcast, I don't remember that well because they're sandwiched between awesome. And that's not to say they're not cool in their own right, but I definitely remember, like, the Lando episode and the last few. Yeah, no, that's on that's that's relatable for sure. Um, I remember I wasn't thrilled with the next episode when I first saw it, and I like some of these I have not seen in a very long time. Um, so going back and rewatching them is like fun, but yeah, there's there's not a lot of meat on the bones here. Uh, if that's yeah. gonna, if that's gonna be it for us, we can mention that you know the Galactic Warp was last week, and shout out yeah. to Britt and Reed from What You Call It who took over for us. They yeah, did, they were fun. They did a phenomenal job. I loved hearing them talk about uh, some some Mandalorian heavy episodes. That was neat. Yeah, it made me want to go back and rewatch those. I think I'm going to. And definitely go check out Watch Call It. It is a very fun show. Uh, I've guessed it on it once now. I'm chomping at the bit to to get back to it. I'd love to go over there and hang out with those guys again. 
we were on Gaming New Horizons and we talked about Jedi Fallen Order. Yes. Uh, we spoil all of it. So, you know, like <laughs> oh, most definitely go play the game before you listen to that episode, but then go listen to that episode. Uh, and we're very appreciative that we got to go over there and hang out with those guys. Um, yeah, that was fun. Thank none of them so were much. there. It was it was just <laughs> us. But we we got to hang out. We like broke into their house and hung yeah. out there. Not necessarily with them, but yeah, the, the door was unlocked. Style. It was unlocked. Yeah, I, I shouldn't say we broke in. Anywho, um, there are a ton of other great shows on the network. Uh, so shows many. like Comradical, which is just a fun educational look at communism uh there's ending pending which is a fun podcast where we, where they discuss television shows which have only lasted for a single season go check them out i'm also on it i was gonna say and Shouldn't that uh, be weak? oh you know what's a crazy coincidence Hmm. Literally, like, two days after we recorded our episode for Gaming New Horizons, they dropped Jedi Academy on the PlayStation Store. Yeah! And, like, I mentioned how much I loved that game, so I bought it, even though I still have, like, a physical Xbox copy. But I I bought it so I don't have to unplug my PlayStation and plug in an Xbox, which is kind of sad, maybe. I'm thinking uh, about buying it for Switch, and it's my Xbox is sitting next to my Switch. I feel you. Uh, but I've been playing that a ton. I haven't played it in years, and it's been a real hoot. That's awesome. They're also releasing uh, Star Wars Racer. Oh, boy. The pod, the yeah. pod racing game? Yup. Shit. I had that for Game Boy uh, Color. I had that for N64. Yeah, that's a phenomenal Actually, game. Yeah, I used to... My grandfather had only seen each of the Star Wars movies a handful of times, like, back in the 70s, but uh, he and I... He died right before Attack of the Clones came out. But in those last few years, like, we played Racer so much. He didn't know who Qui-Gon Jinn was, but he knew who Gasgano, Team Topagalis, and Expanded Universe Pod Racer Toy Dampner were. So shout out to all my great memories with my grandfather and Star Wars Racer. I got to get that one when it comes out. That's awesome. Yeah. That's real fun. Yeah. Not a Star Wars fan, but a pod racing fan. I love it. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's going to do us do it for uh, Force Friends Rewatch. As always, you can yeah, follow yeah. us on Twitter, Force Friends Pod. Uh, we have uh, the, the Lunar Light Discord. We're on there. We're pretty active. I share memes and no one responds. Um, <laughs> we have a Kofi Force Friends Rewatch Pod or something like that. And just give us money. We need it. And uh, everyone, like, stay, stay safe and stay, stay healthy. Wash your hands social distance and everything's going to be okay i hope it will yeah and binge some, some star wars you know? yeah you got time yo real quick you know who would be really good at social distancing ahsoka because she had her rebel cells a social uh, social distance a social ahsoka distancing whatever she had her rebel cells distancing from the beginning she did yeah she knew what was up the looks my girlfriend, who is obsessed with Ahsoka, are giving me are fantastic. She's crying. Her Ahsoka makeup has been killer, by the way. Y'all should follow Becca Ahsoka, Ahsoka on Instagram. Yeah, follow Becca Ahsoka on Instagram. B-E-K Ahsoka. Yeah, like killer Ahsoka game. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, She's, uh, but I, I agree. Everyone's been saying, like, oh, Luke, social distancing master. But, like, Ahsoka. Nah. 
Luke went off by himself and did not encourage everyone else to social distance. Ahsoka was like, hey, all of y'all stay six six feet apart and don't talk to each other. I'm going to write an essay about this on my Facebook page. Do it. I'll read it. I know you will. All right. All right. uh, Ryan, what what do we say? How do we sign off? We say tell the boy about his parents. Tell the boy about his goddamn parents. What are you doing? Just tell the boy about his parents. You guys are social distancing on the ghost. You got time. Like, just come on. Just tell him. Just let him know. Lunar Light Studio. Pretty, witty, and gay.